Welcome to Crushgasm, the podcast dedicated to the highs and lows of crushes. From their first to their worst, we're going to cover them all with a cascade of characters, including our guest today, an open book when it comes to all things sex, Layla, a sex explorer, kinkster, podcaster, and yoga addict who is here to talk not only about her podcast, The Curious Girl Diaries, and all that went into making her sex life a priority, but also a crush that awoke her sexually in new ways. Layla, how are you? I am doing well. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. You're probably our most sexiest type of guest we've ever had. Oh, ooh la la. um, How exciting. Yeah, we had the sextentialist on. Maybe you're familiar with her podcast. Yes, M, right? Yeah, yeah, she was on. It's about to get kinky. (laughs) Yes, well, she's got a lot of great stories too, but, um, but I've sort of really been been at it um very focused at it anyway for the past six years so she came through with her star wars crush oh her yeah. star wars crush oh okay yeah, i'll have to listen on. to that episode i love yeah. it that's yeah, awesome deep on some luke skywalker Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean everyone's got a crush that's so right. We're going to take this back a bit before we talk about your crush, because your journey seemed to begin some time ago, and it was after you noticed that it had been about three and a half years since you'd had sex. Did it just dawn on you one day or had the lack of sex kind of been like in your mind and you thought, I need to fix this? No, it was crazy. It was literally just like this light bulb moment, like, like the sky is parted and, you know, God reached his hand down and was like, Layla, you can no longer go on like this. <laughs> so I literally just had this aha moment. I thought, what am I doing? What, what am I doing? I, why am I wasting the pretty? I need to get out there. I need to, what have I, I've been keeping this on lockdown. I don't even know why it's ridiculous. So I very quickly got focused, got my ass in gear and Within 10 days of having my little revelation, I, you know, boom, broke that dry spell. Speaking of, your sexual awakening crush, not the one to bring you out of the dry spell. It was another man you refer to as Titanic. Did you funnel through uh, others or was Titanic like first one you saw and you're like, let's go? Titanic was absolutely the most perfect guy to break the dry spell. He, there was, there were quite a few after him, but you know, we met and I told him, I told him what I, what had happened. I told him what my intention was. I told him that I'd created this sex bucket list and that I was going to go on this adventure and knock things off that, you know, not only am I going to break this dry spell, but I'm going to make sure this never happens again. And I'm going to turn this this next year into a very, you know, sex focused year for myself. And uh, he was very happy to be part of that. Well, that's good. He was really receptive and you were like so honest about it. I don't think I could have done that. Been like, hey, it's been three and a half years. Well, it was great that he knew because I'm telling you, he really did a fantastic job of just, (laughs) I mean, setting the stage like, you know, preparing the room i mean he had candles he had music you know it was i think there was some wine involved it was you know uh 
it was like he made it a momentous occasion so um yeah and we did we we dated for a while too it was quite fun it sounds like if there was a comment card he would get high marks and you would recommend absolutely <laughs> usually when we talk about a sexual awakening crush guests have spoken about crushes that maybe happened like during puberty or childhood so I did want to touch on that with you. Do you remember the first maybe fictional character or celebrity that made you feel a certain type of way? Okay, this is really, really odd. <laughs> I'm gonna, I can't believe I'm gonna admit this. When I was younger, I caught some old episodes of, you know, I don't know what it was a weird time of the day. And I'd get home from school and I think it was on, and I would catch you know, these old episodes of Gilligan's Island. Oh, okay. <laughs> There's a lot of different ways this could go. <laughs> oh, and, um, oh my gosh. And I, well, it was, it was, I think it was more just, I was drawn to the, the sexuality of Ginger, the movie star and how she was so flirty with Gilligan. I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's a crush. Maybe it's more like that's the first time I noticed some sort of like, I noticed like, something in of a sexual nature you know that was because they they were it was very just um subtle and um but i used to think and so ginger thought that you know gilligan was cute and i guess i thought gilligan was cute too i mean he was like adorable in a way i thought like it could have got even weirder it could have been the howls oh no skipper (laughs) that was where my mind went (laughs) What was, what was that guy's name? Thurston Howell the third. Yeah. Yep. And like and Lovey. And yeah. Lovey. Like Lovey. I don't know if she had an actual name, but Lovey was the wife. Yeah. And Lovey. Oh, how funny. Yeah. Now you're taking me. Literally, like this is just. I'm. I'm. I'm fuzzy on all the details, but yeah. I just for some reason that does that sticks out in my mind. And they were like on the island, and it's like, what else were they gonna do? It was tropical. Yeah. Oh, it was just like, what are those going to do? So, you know, who was actually, who would have been kind of, now that I think back, who was actually more handsome was, wasn't it the professor? Oh, he was very handsome. Yeah, he was handsome. So why was I, why was I all about Gilligan? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe this just kind of tells you, like, I like the, I kind of like the odd quirky guys. I could see like Gilligan being like a Pete Davidson of today, maybe. <laughs> He's still around. Like he would yeah. totally be yeah. that guy in Hollywood. Like Machine Gun Kelly, this lanky guy. He'd right. date probably Courtney or whatever. Yeah, exactly. There we go. Well, thank you for modernizing it. <laughs> <laughs> for those listening who maybe, because kids today, they don't know the classic TV anymore. It's like Fresh Prince's classic TV to them. So, right. Just to modernize it for them. <laughs> there we so, go. Let's get to the man of the hour. We got, yes. We're just going to call him Cowboy Inn. That's what yes. we refer to him as. You two met on a hookup site. Was that kind of the site you frequented most? Yes. <laughs> so, we're like, how many people would you say before Cowboy Inn came into the picture? Uh, let me think about this. See, cause they, there was, I was really, really prolific with it in the beginning and there was a, but they were all kind of around the same time. So where was Cowboy N in that lineup? Okay. Well, Titanic, uh, I think I had already met BE and, uh, I'm trying to see, and just all their nicknames. Yeah. You know, I know they're, I, I've got to maintain their anonymity too. So I need to uh, remember all the nicknames. There was probably like, oh, and then there was um, YW. Yeah. So there was probably like three or four other guys before 
cowboy in. I like that you give them nicknames. I know it's for anonymity, but also like in high school, me and my best friends or my little group of friends, we would nickname everybody because when we talk, we're like, we don't want anyone to know what we're talking about. I think oh, we did we it. Too. Yeah, we did it back in middle school. It dates back a long time. Me too. It's a tradition for me. Everybody, everybody gets a nickname. If you're important, you get a nickname. I think you mentioned that Cowboy Inn was younger than you. Was that part of the initial appeal? No, that was... I did not want to go out with him because of that. Really? Why so? There was no appeal for me. I, um... So there was another guy before Cowboy Inn, and... What was his nickname? I forget. Oh gosh, I'm drawing a blank. Oh, um, TJ. TJ was young, younger, and um, I just kept saying, you know, I had a lot of younger guys asking me out, and I just, I was like, no, oh no, you know, I didn't think, I just didn't think that they would be good in bed, to be honest with you. And I, so I kept saying no, 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 and then TJ was really persistent. So I finally said, okay, fine. And I went out with him and um, boy, he really changed my mind. I had a <laughs> lot of fun with him. He was very good in bed. And I just thought, okay, maybe I have been unfair. So he, if it wasn't for meeting TJ first, Cowboy N would have never gotten his foot in the door. Well, when he did get that foot in the door, you said he sexually awoke you because he got you to explore BDSM and was your first dominant. So had you never gone down that route before? No, yeah, no, I had never gone down that route and that was on my bucket list. So I wanted to explore BDSM and, you know, be with somebody that knew what they were doing, have, have them sort of teach me the ropes, get me familiar with it. I mean, this was just a whole new world for me. And I really, I didn't know much about it, but I knew that I, I knew enough to know that, you know, if I really wanted to experience the, tr experience it in its true form, that I, I needed to find somebody that had some experience and that was used to being, you know, dominant, a, a dominant to a submissive. So when I met Cowboy N, you know, he said, oh yeah, you know, I have a, I, I can definitely do that. He also, he also knocked some other things off my bucket list too. I don't know how racy your show is, but <laughs> say whatever you want. Uh, well, I also, one of the things I wanted to learn how to do was squirt and he did that, you know, the first time. So he knew he, this guy knew what he was doing and he was younger too. And it just blew me away. I'm like, what, where are these younger guys learning this stuff? It's crazy. Cause those, those youngins got that newfangled internet. <laughs> That's right. They got that crazy new thing called the internet. <laughs> so when I think of BDSM, I think anybody not familiar with it, when we just like kind of know generally, we think of like dungeons and we have to go yeah. somewhere. So what advice do you have for people who haven't tried it, who have that like picture in their mind to kind of like incorporate it into like their everyday sex life, maybe in the bedroom with their like partner, significant other. Yeah. Well, first of all, uh, I want to say that there's, you know, the memes and stuff you see and all that dungeons and, you know, yes, sir. And uh, that's the, it's just, those are just that it's, you know, BDSM is huge. There's a, it's a vast, it covers a vast area of things, but, you know, simply put, it's really just about kind of the dominant and the submissive doing things that they, you know, they both agree on and it's a power exchange. So nobody, the misconception is that somebody's in control and the other, you know, the other person's not, someone's got leverage over the other person. The other person doesn't, it's, there's always a balanced exchange going on. So nobody's, you know, not in control somewhere somehow 
and all of these things are mutually agreed on. And then underneath that, you know, kind of going on that philosophy, when you boil it down, then then you can break it down to the, the kinks, the little things you want to try, whether it's spanking, handcuffs, blindfolds, you know, and then it can go all the way to the extreme of, you know, piercings and brandings. I mean, there's just, there's a lot that goes into it. So it's not just the crazy weird stuff, dungeons, whippings, that kind of stuff. It just covers a huge amount of things. So, but again, if you want to learn about it, you should really find, someone should really find some groups, you know, Google online, find some groups that, um, communities, some BDSM communities where they're really teaching. There's a lot of good teachers out there and a lot of good information out there. And, you know, when you hook up with the right um, information sources, you'll very quickly realize what it's not about. And it's usually those things that you originally thought you saw memes, little graphics, things like that. Um, the things that were kind of seem so off-putting. You're like, why would people want to do this? Because it's really not just, you know, it's it's not just the the propaganda stuff that you're seeing. So it sounds like it's more of a spectrum and there's levels to it. Huge spectrum. Huge, huge, huge. Yeah. Right. So I think most people think of just like a guy in leather with like a leather face mask with a whip. And that's all we right. know. Because yeah. of Hollywood. And, and, and a ball gag. Yeah. And, you, know, and, and, you know, it's, it's just... Yeah, there's just a lot more to it. And you said this crush with Cowboy Inn lasted some time. It was like three and a half years. Were you hooking up during that whole time? Did you even, did you start dating? What happened? Yeah, no, we were we were dating for that amount of time. And yeah, and he, you know, he was my dominant. And um, we had a lot of fun, saw each other a lot, traveled together a lot. It was, uh, it was very, it was a really a fun time. When the, like... You start up as on just like a hookup site. How do you think, how for you, does it evolve into an actual relationship? Does it still say, stay very sex-based or, you know, when uh, did the feelings start? Yes. Are you talking about with Cowboy Inn specifically? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so that was, that whole thing was strange. In the beginning, honestly, I don't even know, it, you know, how much he and I even liked each other that much, but we had this great ke- sexual chemistry. So we were definitely, our bodies were fully charged for each other. And, uh, and, but, you know, I never really took him seriously in the beginning because I'm like, he's, you know, he's younger. And for me, I just had this mental block up, you know, thinking that for some reason, I don't know why I just like, I couldn't take him seriously because he was younger and everything, you know, I just, I sort of discounted, wrote him off a little bit, you know, discounted him. And he probably just thought I was, you know, this snobby chick from a certain part of town, you know, that what, you know, that wouldn't be that interested, but we, you know, hooked up and had great sex. So we were both just going to keep doing it. And, um, and then over time, you know, I just started to realize like, oh, you know what? I, even though he, we bug each other, like we still wanted to be around each other, you know, like. (laughs) something was going on. Like I said, I don't know. I really know that either one of us really knew what was happening, although it was happening. And then we just, we just started, you know, going, you know, he would be working in different places and I got to see him where we'd be spending time together. And it just, it just kind of evolved, you know, and before it was this just kind of poking fun, hot, sexy friendship, you know, with great sex. And then it started to get more emotional. And I think about our Wyoming trip, 
was when, well, he thinks that's when I, he, he, he's totally wrong. He thinks that's when I, he thinks I was falling in love with him because he was falling in love with me too, right? In Wyoming, but it's not true. I, I still didn't, I still, still didn't take him that seriously in Wyoming, but not shortly. It was Kansas. It was Kansas city. <laughs> By the time we got to Kansas, something started to change for me. And I was like, you know, when I got on the plane to leave, I'm like, oh, you know, like I felt that like, oh, I think. I think I'm I'm gonna miss him, you know. Like, oh, when when is the next time we got? How long is it gonna be? It's only it's gonna be four more weeks till I can see him again. I was like, oh, so I started to have that kind of reaction. And when the crush started to fizzle, I'm assuming it's because you guys parted ways. Did you initially like no, it, miss it, it, him? It did not fizzle. Oh, it hasn't fizzled. Okay. No. So the it's still it's still going. Well, we're no, uh, it is not still going, but. Because, because when we started it, I had said, when, when we started to get serious about this and, and, you know, we're realizing, okay, we're totally into each other. You know, I said, look, we, you know, there's this, there's a, there's an age difference. And so for me, this has a shelf life and we can, you know, if you want to just run the wheels off this thing and, you know, Thelma and Louise it over the cliff, then, then let's go. But there will be, you know, there's there's going to be an endpoint, and um, so he said, "Sure, let's do it." And I said, "All right, let's do it. I'm in." You know, so we we did. We went. Uh, you know, I feel like I feel like it went as far as it could, and then, you know, I just felt like, okay, you know, it's it's probably it's probably time. But we, I mean, I still love him. He still loves me, and you know, but we're we're we don't talk very much that much anymore Hmm. well it's good that you still care for each other it wasn't just the amazing sex and the bdsm and learning to squirt and all that good stuff yeah oh it was a lot of good stuff yeah i mean (laughs) yeah it's i i kind of looked at it this way i i feel like well some people some people in your life are chapters they're not the whole book, you know, they're, they're going to be chapters. They're important chapters, you know, important people in your life. And he is, he, you know, he, he changed me completely with the, just introducing me to BDSM. And I've never had that deep of a connection and love for someone that I was also sexual with and having, experiencing it all at the same time. Oh my gosh. Like, whoa. Yeah. I, I, you know, it's uh, mind blowing. So I'm forever grateful for that. And, uh, you know, I just hope to someday capture lightning in a bottle again with maybe someone that I feel is a little more age appropriate. <laughs> I was going to ask, you're the sex explorer and people like to think, oh, people that enjoy sex aren't the type to settle down, but you've had plenty of relationships. So do you think one day there's going to be one that's just like monogamy all the way till the end? You know what? I look at um, I look at that differently now. And the, the way it's changed for me is before I always definitely was always into monogamy and, and, a, and I was a monogamous person. But for me, monogamy meant, you know, that you weren't being unfaithful. It just meant like if you were not monogamous, you were doing something wrong. And through my, you know, just through my, all this sexual exploration and being in open relationships with different people and experiencing different partners, I've, I feel like, uh, you, you can have a primary partner and that's really your love interest. 
And then you can have some sexual experiences with other people too. And that's, and you care about them, but it's, they're not your primary partner and that's okay. And that's okay. And as long as you have open, as long as there's open, honest communication between you and everybody, nobody's, you know, nobody's in the dark and nobody's being deceived, then, then that's, that's fine. Now, if let's say I met somebody and they said, Hey, I don't want you to have other partners or experience anybody else. And they were my primary partner. I'm, and I'm not saying I'm adverse to that either. I may say that's fine. I, you know, I'm not really, the interesting thing is I used to be tied to monogamy because just because that's the way I grew up and I didn't really have a reason to think of it otherwise. Now that I know what I know, I'm just more open to whatever, to be honest. You know, I'm not really on one side of the fence or the other anymore, which is, I find quite interesting. So if somebody wants monogamy, yeah, I'm, I'm fine with it. If someone says, Hey, let's, you know, let's be open or you can be open and explore. You know, I have one partner that says he's, he's, you know, he's not exploring, but he loves that I explore. There's so many just different ways to go about it. So I just find whatever, you know, whatever works for you and the person or people involved. And as long as everybody's open and upfront, then go for it. Well, you're leaving the door open for yourself. And I did want to ask about that because we usually end the crush portion with our imaginations. And I wanted to know if you and Cowboy Inn were to give it another chance, how do you think your lives would be together today? Oh my God. (laughs) Oh, um, oh, that's, oh my gosh. What a crazy (laughs) question. Um, I, we would, I just, I think we'd be just crazy in love, just like we were before. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think it would pick, I, it would, it would be great. You know, it would be great. More trips to Kansas city, Wyoming. We were, we we were in, um, oh, we went all over. Uh, gosh, I can't, I mean, honestly, I can't keep track of all the places we were over, you know, so we were traveling a lot over there where it's nice and tropical he'd be killing me right now. Like, really? You can't remember that. You can't remember the <laughs> name of it. Anyway, I'm just drawing a blank. Um, <laughs> so yeah, no, I mean, we always, we always had a lot of fun. Yeah. It was never lack of fun. There was nothing, you know, it was, it was always great and wonderful and hot and sexy and yeah. Great. <laughs> I had a great experience. I mean, I still like, I, you know, I'm, I'm smiling right now, ear, you know, ear from ear to ear. <laughs> just thinking about all those trips. Yeah, like great time. <laughs> oh my gosh, we just we just did so much stuff. He's fun, you know. Like we just we just did all, and we would do stuff, you know. And I mean, those wondering how I knew more about Titanic and Cowboy Inn, you actually write these little explanations about the men you've been with on your Curious Girl Diary site. And I want to know what made you want to like keep track of them in this way. And are these just like the notable ones that you pinned about? Yeah. So I know. Good question. I, I love that you've done so much research. That's really, thank you very much. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm flattered. Um, yeah. The, so the, so the guys section of the website, the curiouscrolldiaries.com, that's, um, those were the guys in the beginning. So those were pretty much year one, year two guys. Uh, there were some, you know, there were some one hit wonders in there. I didn't put on there. And since then there have been other guys. I just, I stopped updating it because initially the funny thing is I just thought I was going to do this for just a year. So it was never my intention for the, for it to go on this long. And it really was just a, um, 
a project, a self-project, you know, something for me. And I wanted to document my year, you know, my, my first year and, and my bucket list. And then I started podcasting and, you know, and it just, I kept saying every year, I'm going to, I'm going to stop. And people were like, no, 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 don't stop. Don't stop. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'll give it another year. Well, took, I said, I would say that for about three years. And then finally I'm like, okay, look, I'm in this people. You got me. (laughs) (laughs) You mentioned the sex bucket list a lot. Have you ever seen the movie, the to-do list starring Aubrey Plaza? No, I haven't. I'll have to, I'll have to check it out. It's a, like, I want to say it's like a, I guess it's a teen comedy. She's kind of this straight lace girl like valedictorian just graduated and she wants to she has a to-do list of what sexual things to do before she heads off to college in the fall it's amazing check it out i will okay it's the to-do list yes uh it has bill Hader from saturday night live his ex-wife yes. actually wrote it uh aubrey plaza donald glover it has so many amazing actors all it's hilarious it's also it's informative as well a yeah. little bit <laughs> All right, I'm right. I wrote it down. And was this sex bucket list something you had to like sit down and do, or were these things that were on your mind for a while? Like, did you research like, hmm, like sexual things? And like, oh, okay, I'll do that, but maybe not that. No, I no, I really didn't have any of them on my mind. I just um, I sat down and I researched, and I just started, you know, look watching really, you know, uh, googling stuff. Um, actually, it really started when I came across. There's a um, a blogger and she's in Europe and she's probably, I mean, hands down, in my opinion, the best sex blogger ever. Uh, and, and she has a site called Girl on the Net. And that's kind of where I got my inspiration for my sex bucket list because she writes all these wonderful stories. But um, also I thought, you know what? I'm going to create this list and I'm going to blog about it. To, to memorialize it, I wanted to. I wanted to find a way to, um, you know, this was a self experiment with myself, right? So I wanted to find a way to keep track of it, write it all down, you know, and and have it for reference, just to just to note how I change, you know, what I was always asking myself, what, who am I going to be at the end of this year? Who am I going to be, you know, after I do all these things? What is this going to blow the? Do- am I going to blow the doors wide open on something, or am I just going to go back to my life as usual, good old vanilla sex. And that'll be that. I'll just close this chapter and done with that. I just didn't know. So I thought, well, I'm going to, I'm going to blog about my experiences. Well, it turns out I'm a terrible writer. I hate writing. It was painful. So I only, so I only blogged for, you know, part of, I think the first year. And then, um, I decided, you know what? got the gift of gab. I'm, I'm going to podcast. That's it. <laughs> you know, so I decided to start podcasting about it, which caught on. And uh, here I am six years later. And I have, a, you know, I just update my sex bucket list and kind of start a new adventure every year. Well, I have to say you are not a horrible writer. Uh, I was reading these little, you know, bits and pieces on the site. And I was like, okay, like, does she have erotica experience? Because <laughs> like yeah. they were pretty steamy. I thought they were great. Um, Thank you. I want to know. Do you like? You said you're a horrible writer, but reading these blogs, like, did erotica writing ever come into mind? Like, maybe I could be an an author because they make a lot of money. <laughs> I know. No, it's I. I will. I will file that one away and think about it. But no, I. 
it was just, it's just very hard for me. Like I would sit down to write and I feel like, you know, and I, like I said, I was really looking at, you know, someone like Girl on the Net who, if, if you, I, I highly advise checking out her stuff. She writes so beautifully and so wonderfully. And I'm, and I just, it just felt like when I was writing, it just didn't feel like it, it didn't come natural. And I would sit and it would take a long time for me to get out the whole story. And it was, wasn't a story. I'm writing about what I had just experienced. You know, these aren't like made up things. I think I threw, I think I did have, there may be one or two fantasies in the blog, but I note them as such. I'm like, I, you know, I thought about this and I thought it was really hot and I wanted to share it, but, but basically I was sharing all of the actual sexual encounters with, with the guys, you know, I would sit down and write about it, what happened and what, what I was thinking and feeling and just everything, you know, and, um, it just got it. It was just, it just felt, it just was hard for me to do. So, um, I thank you. I appreciate that you, um, didn't, uh, you're not judging my writing the same way I do. I'm definitely critical of it, but, uh, it just was hard for me to do. So I felt like the podcasting was was so much better for me. Which I was going to ask, how did you decide to get into podcasting? But you just answered my question. (laughs) I know. I'm sorry. I didn't preempt it, but that it's, it is this whole story. I mean, that's how it kind of came. That's how it came to be that I just started podcasting. And again, I thought, oh, this is great because now I have, I have it recorded auditorially and I'll have this again, you know, to memorialize what I did. And if I ever want to look back on it as a point of reference or just, you know, kind of go, well, what, what was I sounding like in the beginning? And then what was I sounding like at the end? And what were my conclusions and what did I learn? And anyway, it, it, it just caught on, you know, it just kept going and going. And I wasn't, I never expected to be here. I never expected six years later you know, that I'd still be here and with the podcast doing as well as well it is. And yeah, it's incredible. I mean, with the podcast, have you been able to learn anything new that has helped your sex exploration? I think I just get a lot of, you know, I really feel close to my listeners. I, I, I really sit and when I do an episode, I'm talking to them. You know, I mean, I'm really, it's, it's for them and I feel like it's our exchange and they will leave me voicemails and messages. And I just feel like I have a really good, I don't know, kinship, you know, with the people that listen and follow and the feedback that I get. Yeah. Some, and some, some people do like, they'll say, Oh, have you tried this? Have you looked at that? Here's a good site. I mean, they really give me all this great feedback. And so a lot of my inspiration or new ideas do come from my listeners. So it's, you know, it's really cool, you know, and then I get to go and act it out and do this stuff and um, it just gets better and better. But the other thing too, is the more sexual you become and the more in touch with that side of yourself, when you start exploring, you know, you think, okay, I'm just going to go and learn about BDSM. Well, one, one door will open 10 more. And then, you know, you'll try something and in the, in the act of doing that, you know, another thing comes to light, like, whoa, I thought I was really going to be all about, you know, whatever the spanking, but really, you know, this aspect or, you know, something that you didn't expect you find really turns you on and then you get to explore that. So it, it kind of feeds on itself. It's really interesting. So there's never like a lack of new things or, you know, new directions that I want to go in every year so it's it's been fun and i'd also love if you can give some advice on how someone maybe just starting out in their own sexual exploration 
how they can make sex a priority in their own life. First of all, don't, if you're having a dry spell, you need to stop it right now. <laughs> not having sex is not the answer. And uh, I, you know what? I just, I, I really encourage people to kind of think about it, I guess, from a common sense standpoint. And that is that everything in your life is constantly changing. Change is like, it's the only thing that, you know, we really can count on. And, you know, you're not the same person you were last year, three years ago, five years, 10 years, you know, you're always growing and evolving. And I just kind of found it interesting that, you know, especially since we're in the start of a new year, you know, every year people are like, I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to exercise. I'm going to quit doing this bad habit. I'm going to quit doing that. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to lose 10 pounds, whatever it is. You know, you're always, you're always thinking about things to do better for yourself or get a new job, make more money. It's, it's all self-improvement stuff, but nobody ever really looks at why don't you make your sex life a priority? It's a huge integral part of who we are. And I've learned more about myself personally, more about things about myself outside of the bedroom by exploring my sexual side, which kind of, you wouldn't think that the two go hand in hand, but they really, really do. So if you think you know yourself really well, but you're not in touch with your sexuality and who you are as a sexual being, I'm telling you that you're leaving a huge part of yourself unexplored and uh you know uncovered so think of it that way and then if you and then just do little things you know every day and i think especially for women you know we'll get caught up in other things you know not we'll, we'll spread ourselves so thin and we're trying to please everybody and you know things like that but don't forget you know you're like you're this sexy hot woman you know and relish it and you know you should take some sexy selfies and you know, send them to your guy or, you know, somebody you're interested or just keep them for yourself and be like, look, I was looking good, you know, and it starts with the kind of little things like that, just being mindful and aware. If you got some old yucky lingerie or old yucky, um, you know, you haven't bought new underwear and panties and all that, get rid of those granny panties, anything that doesn't make you feel sexy, change it out, get some new sex toys and, you know, and just start, if you start priming the pump, because if you start feeling sexy, you know, you're going to kind of exude that and then your lights on and then men are going to notice or, you know, or say, or if you're into women or, you know, same sex, you know, whoever you're interested in, they're going to start picking up on that hot, sexy vibe. So it really kind of starts small like that. And then, um, you know, in the make a bucket list, just like <laughs> I did. Yeah. I've never thought of new year's resolutions revolving around sex. I don't think I've ever heard that for anybody. It is always weight loss or breaking a bad habit. So that's really good advice. Yeah. I mean, but do, do you ever, it's like, why not? I wonder why not? I mean, so, you know, it's a basic human need and nobody, and then, but then we don't want to talk about it and we don't want to put any emphasis on it. I think we're still maybe too buttoned up as a society to like, because yeah. I noticed Target right now in their like seasonal section, it is a lot of workout things. But imagine if it was like condoms, lubricant, sex toys, all that. Sex toys. <laughs> right. New Year's resolution. Like get rid of it. Don't have any sex toys. Get some. Got old ones that, you know, you've had since the 80s. Get some new ones. You know, <laughs> I mean, things have evolved. You know, sex toys are Oh, I mean, they've come a long way. <laughs> Which, speaking of sex toys, we're going to play a quick speed round based on around your favorite topic, that is sex. So oh my gosh, we go. Okay. Favorite position. Depends on who I'm with. Best sex toy for a man. Oh, um, oh gosh, what are those? A, a jack-off sleeve. Worst sex toy for a woman. 
or maybe most overrated? Those old, old bullets with the um, with the remote control, like the wired to a remote control. <laughs> if it has a wire, it seems a little. If it has a wire, if it's a, yeah, anything old school, get rid of it. Those are the ones you got to toss and then go on Adam and Eve yeah. or the, all those sites. Oh my gosh, there's just so much great stuff out there. Yeah. <laughs> the most overrated place to have sex. A car. It is so uncomfortable. It's so uncomfortable. And plus, like. They give you tickets and that's expensive. Right. I mean, you can get, yeah, you can get, yeah, it's not, it's a car. And then, you know, sometimes you have to be in a certain position to orgasm and you can't do that because you're all, you know, your feet are all, you're, you're on top and they're like, your knees are pinched or whatever. No, it's not good. And I know lingerie is so aimed at women, but what do you think is the sexiest piece of clothing that a man can wear? Oh, I just, I just love those tight, you know, what do you call them? The tight, snuggly boxers, not the loose ones, but the, the tight breeze. ones. The, yes, that, well, the, um, but the ones that go to go right up kind of like above their knee, they almost look like, a, oh. you know what I'm talking about. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, they're just the, uh, they're like boy shorts, they're boy shorts, you know, but they're, un- they're, they're, it's their underwear, but I love the way it like snuggles their package and, uh, and shows off their legs and their cute little butts. Mm-hmm. And what is something that everyone should have on their sex bucket list? Finding a a different way to orgasm other than your go-to. Very good one. Everybody take note. And lastly, what can people expect from the Curious Girl Diaries in the coming months? Like what guests do you have? I saw you had a porn star recently who slept with like so many women. (laughs) Uh, 5,000. That's crazy. I don't even. Wow. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That is a great great episode. Um, actually he's going to, I'm doing a three part series with him because he is so fascinating. It doesn't matter whether you're a man or a woman, you need to listen to him. He's got such great, amazing, practical advice on this stuff. He hits the nail right on the head and having had all of that experience, he knows woman's body. And he also understands men's bodies when it comes to performance anxiety you know, he can help them overcome all that stuff. He just puts it in a, he puts, he puts the information in a, in a light that's just easily, you know, it's like you have the, you go ding, ding, ding. Oh my gosh. Yes. That's it. Why has nobody ever said this before? So I, yeah. Um, Eric Everhard. <laughs> he's, uh, <laughs> he's, that's uh, a name. <laughs> I know. I know. Yep. Yeah, so he's going to be, so you can look forward to more of him. Uh, let's see who else am I having on? I've got, um, you know, I've got some, I've got a guy coming on who's got a book and a series called Sex, Drugs, and Jesus. Uh, I have another returning guest, Valerie Baber, who was um, used to, uh, she's now a, a getting her uh, doctorate and she's going to be a sex therapist. And she used to um, work for Playboy. So she's really, she's really interesting. I'm glad to have her back on. Um, let's see. I have just a bunch of like, you know, I've got swingers coming on the show. Um, a lot of other sex podcasters. Um, I'm hoping to have a couple return guests from last year that, uh, you know, taught some great courses. Um, there's this one gal, her name is Lee and she taught the blowjob course or yeah, the handjob course. <laughs> she, <laughs> she, I, I love sex podcasters cause your guests are always like, so amazing because <laughs> well, you don't know these things exist 
I well, exactly. I didn't know that. I mean, this is this is why it's so fun to be a sex podcaster. I get to have the best conversations with people and meet the most interesting people. So you know, like Lee, she used to work in a massage parlor, and she's given like over two thousand happy endings. So she knows a man's penis really well. So if you like want to understand all that, she's got you know she's got tricks and things that blew me away. I'm like, oh yeah. Uh-huh. And so, I mean, just if you want to be a better lover, you know, I've got, there's something for everybody. If it were, if it's in the sex genre, um, on my podcast and there's me, of course, every, I do release twice a week. I have my guests on Saturdays. And then, um, on Tuesdays, I'm still doing my curious girl diaries. So I'm, you know, I'm out there and this year I'm all about being a joiner and joining groups. I'm going to be joining some sex groups, sex clubs, maybe get into, get, get into swinging a little bit more, hopefully become part of a thruple. So you have, there's a lot more, um, you know, just kind of hot, sexy adventures coming from me personally. So can you tell the people where they can find your adventures and all these amazing conversations online? Yes. Uh, the easiest places I won't, I won't call out all my socials because you know, the names are all, you know, they're all different. It's got an underscore here and an underscore there. But uh, if you just, easiest way is just go to my website, thecuriouscrolldiaries.com. You can scroll down to the bottom and you'll find the links to all my socials there. Of course, my podcast is there, but it's also on, you know, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, basically any major syndicator of podcasts, you can find it. And then also, if you ever want to reach out to me directly, you can go to my website and click on the big tab on the right-hand side, and you can leave me a voicemail of up to five minutes. Let it rip with your questions, comments, whatever you want to say, whatever you want to know, and um, I will get back to you personally with a voicemail. (laughs) Well, Layla, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me, not only about your sexual awakening crush, but so much more like Gilligan and Ginger from an amazing TV show <laughs> and <know>. everyone <laughs> you that's can embarrassing. Find, <laughs> totally not because it could have been the howls <laughs> that's true it could have gone worse yeah <laughs> so, and everyone you can find all of Layla's information below and until next time keep crushing it